the education team for Jackson Family Wines proudly brings you these podcasts for your listening enjoyment. Welcome to uh, this Bud Break podcast series on harvest updates and uh, vintage updates. I'm here at Fremont Abbey with Christy Melton. Uh, we're going to chat a little bit about 2023 and a few other things. Uh, how goes uh, 2023, Christy? Oh, I couldn't be any happier, Barry. We have set ourselves for such a perfect growing season. We had great rainfall in the winter, really replenished our reservoirs, gave the vines all the vigor we, we really needed after these drought years. We've got lots of leaf coverage. We've been doing a ton of vineyard canopy work lately. Uh, we are a couple of weeks behind where we've been the last few years because we had a nice cool start to the spring. So we're just kind of through the later stages of verasion right now, which is something that normally happens in July for us. Um, we haven't started picking anything yet, but we're not far off. Sauvignon Blanc is another week or two away, and that crop looks beautiful. The All the reds are looking great. Uh, we've got a little bit of shatter here and there in some of the older vines. The younger vines are young and healthy and vigorous, though, and they've set plenty of crops, so we're doing some green drops there. And we're really excited and looking forward to this harvest. All right, fantastic. Yeah, I noticed there was a little green drop on Sycamore. Yep. And nothing... On Bochet. Correct, yeah. Bochet does a great job of yeah. self-regulating itself. I know, the, it's the way amazing. the uh, soil and the water table works there. Those vines are older as well uh, at Bochet, so they, they've really just naturally regulated themselves. Sycamore, we've got a, a few younger blocks there, and yeah. so we're doing some green jobs on those that set a little heavier just so we get the right canopy balance to fruit and so that we get everything right before uh, it gets too late in the season. Right, so are we going to have Merlot at Sycamore ready? Because we just replanted that Merlot vineyard, right? Yeah, it's, it's a little too young for that yet. Yeah. Um, we've got another vintage or so before we see fruit right. off, of, off of that block. And then I also noticed we shifted around. It's it's funny. You, you play with it like Legos. <laughs> so we don't like the cab franc over here. Let's put the cab franc over there next to the other cab and let's plant some more Cabernet over here. And that cab is looking sensational. It really is. Yeah. As you arrive at Sycamore. It really is. That's probably the healthiest block we've got going right now is that new Cabernet. Uh, and it's really about finding the best sites. That stuff along the driveway where the Cab Franc was had a little more uh, shade from trees. Um, and the Cab Franc needs a little longer to ripen than Cabernet right. Sauvignon. I think that would surprise people because it's a, a lighter textured wine, but it actually needs more time on the vine. So we put mm -hmm. it out more in the sunshine. So it really gets yeah. that. So it makes, it makes sense. And that's why we reshuffle. But mm -hmm. it's also important to notice we, we didn't change uh, grocery stores. <laughs> we, we, we had to change the vineyard around. We yeah. had to replant. It's a lot of hard work and it takes time. And you got control of this. You got a brand new vineyard that you're working with now in, in Oakville. We've been, well, you've been working with it for a while, the Kalina Vineyard. Mm -hmm. What's coming off the Kalina Vineyard? Oh, I, I love that site. It's in Oakville. You know, we've been working with it for a while, and we've we've decided to name it Kalina after the hill that's right in the middle of the vineyard that creates a really beautiful terroir. And we've got a huge variety of things that are growing there. So for white wines, we've got Semillon that goes into our Napa Sauvignon Blanc program. We've also got our Viognier there that's a single vineyard, Viognier, which I think is really special if people haven't had that. Um, I also recently planted some of the Bordeaux blending varieties. So we've got Merlot, Malbec, Petit Verdot, and Cabernet Franc on the site, as well as a number of blocks of really great quality Cabernet. And the, of course, the talk of the town everywhere is the third Fremont Abbey uh, single vineyard Cabernet. Yes. Uh, coming a uh, whopping 40 years after the <laughs> second. Right. So uh, it is true at Fremont, we think about things for a long time 
before we actually do it. By the time we do it, we've nailed it. We pretty much can only succeed. <laughs> yeah, we so try. Is that going to be a 100% cab? What's the, is it going to be different every year? You know, it's really going to depend on the vintage. So much of winemaking depends on what nature gives us. So for the very first vintage, which will be 2021, I'm bottling that in January, it is 100% Cabernet. Mm -hmm. Our blending varieties are only going to be producing their very first vintage this year in 23. So the 21 and 22 won't have that. We'll see how the mm -hmm. blending varieties do. If um, if they're really great and they make it into the blend, fantastic. If it stays 100% Cabernet, that might also be true based on vintage. Yeah, and I think uh, it's important to look at uh, the, the, as building blocks. I mean, they always have. Mm -hmm. Sycamore started off with Cabernet and Cab Franc, and right. then uh, just a few years later, less than a, half a decade later, we had added Merlot. Mm -hmm. And then it took until 2008 before John Bryan planted uh, that small Petit Verdot vineyard. Right. So I think it's important to uh, look at the at the long term when you when you are storied as uh, Fremont Abbey. So uh, encouraging uh, things coming from us. Another single vineyard to be able to talk about, uh, and we are all really looking forward to this. Of course, we've been making the Oakville Cab since 2015. Correct, yeah, 15. So you've been working with this fruit, well, since you came on board. Right. So for six years before we had made a single vineyard out of it, again, we, we think long and hard about everything we do from replants to new wines. And so we want to make sure that everything is backing it is all lined up and, and perfect to represent the brand. Right. So I want to also ask a little bit about the new Sauvignon Blanc vineyard that went up in uh, Calistoga. At the... So that gets planted next year. We, we ripped out the Cabernet that was there um, Thanksgiving of last year. And so we're leaving it fallow for a year for the ground to really, um, you know, just kind of regenerate itself. Yeah. And then it'll be planted next spring. Next spring. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm doing a, a whole variety of different Sauvignon Blanc clones, a little block of Semillon. So it's going to give us a lot of really cool, diverse, interesting clones to work with in the Sauvignon Blanc blend. Fantastic. Because yeah. obviously this is a big, big, big deal these days. And wine is Sauvignon Blanc. And uh, we have one of the very few Napa Valley Sauvignon Blancs. There's some single vineyard Sauvignon Blanc for 70 bucks. There's some in honor of great vintner Sauvignon Blancs. Mm -hmm. But Napa Valley Sauvignon Blancs, are, you can't find them anymore. It's, a, it's well, obviously, who's planting Sauvignon Blanc <laughs> when they can plant Cabernet Sauvignon? Right. right. So it is a little bit of a dilemma, but we have eked out how many acres is that? In well, yeah, we're being very avant-garde. I, I ripped out Cabernet to plant Sauvignon two Blanc. Plants, Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> I think maybe the neighbors think I'm crazy, but I really think it's the right thing to do for that site and for no, us. Not so just the neighbors. <laughs> probably more than that. <laughs> uh, it's right at about 12 acres. Wow. Mm -hmm. Incredible. That is phenomenal news. Yeah. And uh, we've grown Sauvignon Blanc up there before. Or is yes, when right? it was owned by Robert Pacoda, Pacoda um, yes. there was Sauvignon Blanc there. I just met one of the winemakers recently, and she uh -huh. was telling me about all the white varieties they had up there and how well they did. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that maybe it wasn't as crazy of a decision as I thought to hear it had been done before, we yeah. just not in our experience. No, but I mean, it's perfect climate for it. it so is. Um, we should be able to eke. You and Marcia are just absolutely killing the Sauvignon Blanc <laughs> world. When when I show these wines side by side, and I'm happy and proud to do it side by side, there's just nothing but love yeah. that comes out. It's different for, for each of them, but honest to God, they just love these wines. Mm -hmm. And they love the stories behind all the canopy management, farming for flavors, toning down the thiols, the, the thiols and the pyrazines, and trying to... Uh, 
have a Sauvignon Blanc that is kind of a choir of Sauvignon Blanc voices versus just the uh, typical vineyard sprawl. There's mm -hmm. just three characters in here. Yep. Yeah. And one of them's cat pee, which is <laughs> never ideal. Moving on to another quick subject, and then we'll uh, close for the uh, for this first uh, harvest update uh, podcast. Late winter rains, mm -hmm. a lot of late winter rains. Yes. So we had plenty of water table. Yes. Delayed bud break yes. by a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. sure. So we are now still a couple of weeks behind. Yes. Is it true that when we do have, it seems to have worked out this way anyway, when we have late winter rains, because it, it pushes bud break back a couple of weeks, it pushes flowering and pollination into better, could be better mm -hmm. climate mm -hmm. and tend to have less shatter. So just a few years ago, 2015 mm -hmm. was massive shatter. Mm -hmm. And then 2018, it was absolutely no shatter. Mm. 18 was a big, big vintage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this year compared to 18? We're somewhere in between. I mean, we, I think we're going to net out at about what we would consider average if you took the yeah. last 10 years. Because there's some here and there, but not a ton. So yeah. there's some places I've seen are really heavy, some are perfectly average, and some are a little light. So I think it's going to kind of come out in the wash of, of an average yield. And definitely interesting because we we uh, lost an entire vintage. <laughs> yes, uh, of red wine. Of, yes. of red wine, mm -hmm. and and that's of course a hiccup that we're going to try to overcome here with the, between the nineteen and the twenty one. Yeah. Well, and thankfully we had enough volume in eighteen and nineteen to carry us to through carry that. Us through. So yeah. we're going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Nice to have uh, Jackson family wines behind us and making Certainly. sure that we're healthy and still getting everything that we need in order to produce these wines. What is your thoughts on vineyards for the for the Napa Cab? Are we acquiring new contracts? You know, we, we always look. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's prudent to do so. Yeah. Um, so I'm in some talks with some growers, um, you know, in some different sites and some different appellations. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to go back to some of our historic vineyards. I'd love to look at some of the newer regions um, that have come on board. And so... There's stuff in the works. I'm not going to divulge any um, negotiations just yet, but no. but we're always looking. Fantastic. Well, it's good to have you, and it's good to know who you are, and it's good to know the fact that you just love doing this job. I do. It's a dream job. And uh, fantastic. I love telling your story on the road, and especially the part where she's got a picture of Josephine in our office. <laughs> Still she's do. channeling that lady. Absolutely. And uh, anyway, great chatting with you. Thanks for updating us on the 23. This is Barry Dodds and Christy Melton, and we'll come back at you with something else uh, about the 23 vintage or anything we feel like doing. Thanks, Christy.